Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us. We want to think about how we ought to be involved in trying to win Jewish people to Jesus Christ. In God's Word, there is a command, but there's a contradiction as well, and we should have a compassion. Looking at the covenants that God has made to the Jewish people will help us to understand his program for these dear people in the end times, which will, of course, uh, be accompanied by the conflict. Now, actually, I've just talked through the five parts on my brand new series entitled To the Jew First. I want you to listen to the second installment of our study, To the Jew First, and as you do, think about the possibility of trying to get this entire series, it's a five-part series entitled To the Jew First, for you to have for your own personal study as you prepare. Let's take a moment, we'll listen to it, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own personal copy. Go to Romans 11 just a moment, and let me bring to your attention... I told you we have been given a command to go, to go to the Jew first. I uh, was in a prophecy conference down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. There was a lady named Sophie Mueller. Sophie Mueller was at that time 78 years old. She was about as tall as this pulpit, and she was weighed as about as much as my right arm. She was a dear, precious lady who had been on the mission field at that time already for 45 years. She was in New York City, and Jack Wurtson and his wife Marge Wurtson were holding a street meeting downtown New York City. She was an illustrator with one of the printing companies there, or advertising, I guess, and had been involved in doing that. She came to know Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. She took off after coming to know Christ to go to school with New Tribes Missions, learned her Bible training in New Tribes, and then went out to the mission field, ending up in Columbia, South America, which is the major drug field of all of the world, a very dangerous place to live, much less be a missionary. Well, Sophie Mueller, a single lady out there for 45 years, she had led over 30 thousand people to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and started over 3,000 churches. Now, she was a lady, so she didn't believe it was her responsibility. She was very biblically oriented to be the pastor of a church. So she would lead a man to the Lord, train him up in some of the Word of God, and then put him in charge of these churches that she started. She was unbelievable. I was the main speaker at this prophecy, uh, excuse me, at this missions conference. Sophie Mueller was a missionary there. I remember we went out after I spoke that Sunday morning to eat, and the pastor on the way to where we were going to eat, we were going over to one of these famous hotels where they had the Sunday brunch, you know, and pig out on breakfast and dinner and just have both meals at one time there. I was looking forward to that, man, and we were going over there. And on the way, the pastor and I were bragging about Sophie Mueller. Judy and, and the pastor's wife were in the back seat with Sophie. I mean, they didn't even know Sophie's in the back seat. She was so small. And uh, we were bragging about her, and she leaned up. She tapped the pastor. She said, Pastor, would you please quit talking about me? He said, well, why? So because you're going to take my reward away from me when I get to the judgment seat of Christ. I don't want your adulations here. Please don't talk about me anymore. So we shut up. And then finally the pastor thought he better say something. So he said, well, Sophie, whatever you need for your ministry, our church is ready to stand behind you financially. You tell us what it is, we'll supply all of your needs. She leaned over and said, Pastor, 
Got everything I need. Please give that to somebody else. I looked at her. What in the world is she talking about, you know? We get over to the hotel for this big brunch, and I'm taking two or three plates and loading them up. Man, I'm going to pig out today. She goes over and gets three pieces of cantaloupe, goes over and sits down at the table. Pastor says, now, Sophie, this is all available. Uh, are, are, are you sick or something? You can have more than the cantaloupe. She said, no, I can't either. She said, my men are there in Colombia in the jungles, and all they're going to have to eat is a piece of cantaloupe. She said, that's all I'm going to eat today, just a piece of cantaloupe. What a precious lady she was. I got up and preached that night. I was so moved just having had the experience of being around her for the day. I got finished preaching, and Sophie was going to give a testimony. And she got up that little bit of a thing. She looked out at those young people. And boy, you know, I had preached already twice that day. What she said in about 10 minutes was probably better than the two hours I'd already spoken. She looked out there and said, you know what, boys and girls? I never had a call to the mission field. I had a command to go to the mission field. And she looked at it and she said, I'm so sick and tired of people telling me about a call. We have a command to go. And it's not only me, it's every single one of us that have the command. Man, she preached in about two minutes what I was incapable of preaching. And she just did a marvelous job. But that's it. We've got a command. We have a command to go to the mission field. And we have a command to go to the Jew first. That's what it said. Now, I, I've been trying to exegete or spend some time in studying that particular verse of Scripture to go to the mission field and to go to the Jew first. In the time that Paul wrote that, almost 2,000 years ago now, to the Christians in Rome, that was the command. And for the first 10 years that there was ministry in the early church, they were going to the Jewish people constantly going to the Jewish people. Uh, Paul, if you trace his history through the book of Acts, you'll see he constantly, when he would go to a community, went first to the Jewish people before he ever... He was a, a minister to the Gentiles as well, but he would go to the Jewish people first. And so I believe that in the context of 2,000 years ago, it was an absolute go to the Jew first. Now, we're emphasizing go to the Jew first here in this ministry. And I would suggest to you that probably a better exegesis of the passage would be go to the Jew first as a priority. Not with the exception of going to somebody else, but to the Jew first as you prioritize how you're going to reach out and minister. Say, for example, a local church. I think I go to many local churches. And I look, first thing I do when I go into a local church to speak, I look at their missions uh, map. And they always used to have these little pins, all the places where their missionaries are. And inevitably, nobody has a missionary in Jerusalem. And so I go to them, I said, you know what the Bible says? Start in Jerusalem, go to Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. I said, I see you're out there in the uttermost parts of the earth. Have you started in Jerusalem? So as a priority, I think the verse is probably talking about as a church body, go with that priority to the Jew first. Go and, 
go to Jerusalem first, and then to the Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Go to the world to win people for Christ. But go prioritizing your first outreach to the Jewish people. I think more that's what it's talking about. And why do I say that? Because I've read some other scriptures in the book of Romans. Are, are you at Romans 11? Let me show you something in Romans chapter 11. In Romans chapter 11, remember Romans 9, 10, and 11 are talking about Israel past, Israel present, and Israel future. The apostle uh, Paul is writing the people at Rome. He's wanting to let them know about the Jewish people. God has not forsaken them. God forbid that they have been forgotten and everything else. But he is very plain in what he's going to relate to us in verse 25. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant. By the way, he doesn't want us to be stupid about this. I would that you be not ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceit. That blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Well, that's an interesting verse. The fullness of the Gentiles. Now, there's the phrase over in the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 24, the times of the Gentiles. And the times of the Gentiles is any period in history when God has allowed the Gentiles to have under his sovereign will to have control over Jerusalem number one and the Jewish people number two. We're still in the times of the Gentiles. That's what Daniel was written all about. Jesus Christ, who is that stone cut not out by hands, comes and destroys the Gentile world powers and establishes his kingdom yet in the future. But until that time happens, until Jesus at his second coming comes back and destroys the Gentile world powers, the world is under the Gentile world powers, and Jerusalem and the Jew, that's what defines the times of the Gentiles. But this is talking about the fullness of the Gentiles. You see, there was a church meeting. Remember I told you in the first ten years of the church, all of the evangelism was to the Jew first. Even after that, it was still to the Jew first. But they only were talking to the Jews. They were not even giving the gospel message to the Gentiles. Until Peter, 10th chapter of the book of Acts, gets a call after having a dream. He thought all the Gentiles were unclean, and God revealed to him in a dream. That is not the case. You go be involved. And Cornelius, who was a man of prayer, a man godly in his attitudes and thinking, had sent his servant and one of his uh, military soldiers down to the, on the coastline there at Jaffa, uh, where, uh, you know, you remember Jonas started out from there on his little journey. Uh, but the, he went, Peter was staying down there with Simon the Tanner, and uh, so he, the entourage went down and got Peter and brought him up to Caesarea, and he led the first Gentile to the Lord. That's about 10 years after Jesus had gone back to heaven and after the church had been established and all these Jewish members were in the church. Some interesting things happened after that. The apostle Paul started going to Gentiles, so they had a church conference in Jerusalem. James was the pastor, called this church council, and they talked about their responsibility to win in Gentiles. And they made a decision. That was God's plan. God's plan is to reach Gentiles. And, and, and when Paul writes now, he conveys that to the Romans. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant of this. The Jews have blindness. I think probably that King James word there could have been translated better have hardness of heart. Blindness. They're not really truly blind. They can see. They can read. 
but they are hardened in their heart to receiving the gospel message. So probably, instead of blindness, the hardness of heart. Notice what it says again. It says that the hardness of their heart are blindness in part. By the way, that's partial blindness. Now, I've given testimony at our church in Jerusalem. Jews have come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Thank you very much for joining us as we have taken a look at the book. And, of course, the issue this time to the Jew first. We have a responsibility. It's commanding God's Word. Now, there's some contradiction that's also in God's Word, and it tells us we must have a compassion for the Jewish people. The covenants of God guarantee He has committed to them, the Jewish people, an opportunity to receive the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Leading up to that great time of evangelism among the Jewish people will be the conflict. And basically, I've just talked you through this entire series. If you would like to have your copy of To the Jew First, which explains the whys and hows of sharing the gospel of Jesus, of the Jewish Messiah, with God's chosen people, then I would suggest call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from across America. Or you can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to the shopping mall, and be able to then order your copy of To the Jew First. It helps you to understand how to communicate the Jewish Messiah to the Jewish people. By the way, the fact is that this is all evidence of the soon coming of Jesus Christ, which is preceded every activity of end times prophecy is initiated after the rapture of the church. Now, the rapture could happen at any moment. In fact, let me just say this. It could happen before I complete this sentence, but if it doesn't, let's keep looking up until...